I am so happy that you are listening to Just Breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text BREATHE to 55444 to learn more. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E to 55444 to learn more. Welcome to the next absolutely incredible episode of a Silver Lined Relaunch. And today I am thrilled to have a amazing woman with me, Shana Francesca. And she is somebody that is a professional life designer. She's a speaker and a writing, a writer. And from an early age, she's been, she's been absolutely fascinated by the power of intention, the way we speak and design our life into existence and the way our physical surroundings reflect our understanding of how powerful we really are. 15 years into her career and five years into founding her firm, Consonate, she continues to lean into what it means to be a leader. Her purpose is to empower us all to live more intentional, connected, and on, on authentic lives to design our lives and doing so, experienced untold depths of joy. How awesome is that? Design our lives. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable. And we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the business bootcamp, which is a five-day free event. And get involved with this because the pearls that we're gonna be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next bootcamp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Shana, this is so good to have you. Thank it's so you. Great to be here, Hillary. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's it's great to be here. So the way I always like to begin is I like to open it up so that the people listening, people that have potentially been following you, that have been following the relaunch journey, can hear more about you from that point where we're talking about a significant relaunch, we're talking about the impact it's had on you 
and where you are today. We're yeah. going to give the tips and everything, but then also it's so important to have that understanding that many of us, even through the trials and tribulations, the massive relaunches, we can still pull out those silver linings. So would love to hear your most impactful relaunch story. Um, I feel like my, my whole life is a relaunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is very true there. Are, I agree. It's a my whole life is a relaunch in so many ways. Um, so there's been two major times that I relaunched my life and they kind of played into each other is that I was born into a really difficult family. Um, I was a first child uh, to my parents and they were very, very young and it was very traumatic, my childhood and my upbringing, very abusive. Um, and so really my first relaunch, relaunch happened in my mid twenties, which then came, which set me up for the major relaunch in my life, which was, can we, can we go back, can we go back to when you say difficult, mm. can, can we talk yeah. a little bit about what that we can, like I, I, I sometimes breeze past because I'm not sure how much TMI people want. So I appreciate you asking. <laughs> Well, um, and if we're really going to get here and we're really going to help yeah. people, we need to kind of, you, you need to open it up and say, Hey, this is really what happened because oh, yeah. there are people yeah. listening that are going to connect and say, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, when I say difficult, what I mean is at times horrifying. So my first memory is of sexual trauma of being raped at three years old, um, by my babysitter's son. Um, his father was an alcoholic. His home life was no better than mine. Um, he was nine at the time. He was nine. Um, and for me, for, for your first memory to be that traumatic and to know, because a child doesn't attract negativity into their life, right? It's attracted by the people that, that are raising them, right? So there was trauma invited into my life because my parents were themselves kind of really broken people, right? I hate that. I hate to say it that way, but they had no tools to process their own trauma and their own difficulties in their own lives. And so they invited it into mine. Um, my father was abusive. He was an alcoholic. He abused drugs until I was um, like four or something. Um, and then around that time, my parents joined the church. I grew up evangelical Christian, which was for me in itself, its own trauma. Um, unfortunately, I did not feel supported and, and loved in the way that I felt that I should be by a church. Um, at, and then at the age of 15, um, I feel like I'm skipping so much, but I can't tell you my whole life. Cause this is like a book. Um, at 15, my father, uh, sexually molested me. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I got away. Um, what makes it even more difficult is my father is a licensed minister, um, oh. and, and a volunteer at the church that we went to. And I didn't tell anybody for three years because my father said, if I told anyone that I would be responsible for my parents' marriage breaking up. And if you've grown up evangelical Christian, you understand that that is like divorce is like going to hell basically. Um, and so I just dealt with it myself at 15 and I felt like I could, 
which is just preposterous. Um, I, when I told my mother three years later, um, we then went and told the church and my mother made the choice not to leave my father. Um, she had tried to leave him. She had left him many times before, but had received no support from her own parents, her own family. She had kind of overworn her welcome in that area with her friends. And so she had no one to turn to, to be able to leave. And she had always been the breadwinner. Um, so she was going to have to pay him mass amounts of alimony. And mm. she just didn't feel like financially that she could do that and support her children. And so basically she asked me, you know, not out loud, but she asked me to continue just shouldering it, you know? Um, I mean, you know, you look at the childhood trauma that you have had and thank you for being so open with it and so vulnerable yeah. and you know I sit here and I'm like oh you know just so much that came out and you said there was an innocence of a child and there's the innocence of of you and having that experience when you were three and then having other experiences along the way and your journey and I've heard of some of those that you've had and up till 15 when that happened yeah you sit here in front of us and for those that are watching on the video or just listening, you're such a beautiful soul. You're so, Thank I mean, you. you know, inside, outside, if you haven't seen her, she's magnificent, but Thank you. you have been able to get through these experiences. And as you say, you know, you've had to really take them on yourselves. You know, you've tried to have, you know, you tried to reach out for help and help wasn't there for you. Yeah. Can you share with us the, how did you even go about? I mean, I talk often about closing the doors, putting yeah. up walls. What, yeah. what did you do? Oh, that's such a good question. I realized that the people around me had, didn't have the tools and I was going to have to find the tools and I didn't know how, right? And I was going to have to protect myself while also growing into who I knew I was meant to be, right? Because I decided from a very early age that I, even though I didn't have much choice in the things that were happening to me, that I was not going to allow them to continue, right? I wasn't going to allow my life to look like that. And so whether or not God was giving me a purpose in my life, I was assigning one to myself and it was going to be to make something beautiful of my life and to be able to, to share with other people how to make something beautiful out of their life as well. And so I, back then, back in the day, <laughs> We used to get, you remember JC Penny catalogs? Who remembers those? Of course. of course. The big old thick JC Penny catalogs became my version of a vision board, right? I would, I would take those and they would come once a quarter. Remember that every season, summer, winter, spring, fall, you'd wait for the JC Penny catalog and it had everything in it. And so I would just circle the things that wanted, that I wanted to to exist in my new life, right? I, I was creating my new life and I would dog You're ear the pages. creating a new identity. Yes, I would dog ear the pages of, right. of, of all, the, all the places I circled. I dog ear those pages so I could flip through on a regular basis and just look and see it, at what life I was creating for myself, right? Like what I had to look forward to in the future. And, and then I started collecting 
back then we also had like, you know, real calendars, like physical calendars. And I would, the inspirational quotes, amazing (laughs) pictures of like fall foliage, you know, (laughs) always fall foliage. Um, and I would, I would collect those and I would tear off the, 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 the ones that had beautiful inspirational quotes from like Eleanor Roosevelt and all these beautiful, amazing people. Right. And, and one of my favorites was no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And so I decided to stop consenting to letting people make me feel inferior, right? And that is one of my favorite quotes as well. And I had written it down. On yeah. my, I always write notes before I start yeah. talking to people. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. Thank you for bringing I, yeah. that one up. Yeah, that one's yeah. awesome. And, and, and just surrounded my walls. I pasted all up all my walls on index cards. Um, all of these beautiful quotes as I would read. And I love C.S. Lewis and his not his nonfiction work, right? And so, and and in some of his works, um, his book, The Four Loves and a couple of others, he, he puts quotes from all these different people at the beginning of each chapter. And so I would read those quotes and the ones that, that came out, you know, popped out to me from like Aristotle and all these beautiful authors, I would write them all over the place and surround myself with them. And they were, they became my guiding light, you know, like, n- you know, there's this, if, if anyone has read tribal leadership, there's something that the authors talk about is like that change happens in language. And what I started to realize was that my dad had this favorite saying, you know, life sucks and then you deal with it. But what I started to realize is that life doesn't suck. My life sucks. Right. And there's a really powerful understanding in that delineation right? Because if life sucks, it's pervasive. Everyone is experiencing that and there's no escape. But when you recognize that it's my life that sucks, you recognize that there's a way out of that. There's a way to change that. There's a power that, in the choice. I, I, I call that the relaunch flip. It's right. flipping yeah. what yeah. could be perceived yeah. as this is, this is the only way to, wait a second, there is another way. Yeah. Wow. And it's interesting that your dad would be talking about life sucks and, you know, all of this. Oh, he was the reason life sucked. Yeah. (laughs) And because, you know, he, but but you were not willing to have his story become your story. Right, right, right. Exactly. And I knew, I knew, I knew that I, I had to find mentors and those mentors became books right? Because I didn't have access to people, but I did have access to books and I could go to the library or whatever, you know, back then you went to the library <laughs> or buy secondhand right. books or whatever right. it is and just collect all these beautiful, just, and I loved poetry and all these, this beautiful, impactful language. Robert Frost is one of my favorite poets and um, his poem Birches just as like saved my soul so many times. Like, all of these things, feeling such beautiful and deep things. I knew that there were, especially with poetry, I knew there were other people who had been, who had started out their life the way that, that my life started, like Oprah and Maya Angelou and all these amazing, powerful people have had a really difficult start to their life that, that they really, you know, it's not beautiful and it's not glorious, but they made something glorious of their life. They decided the end of their story. They decided the story they wanted their life to tell and they've become they've designed their own lives right and so through my journey I started to recognize that when really difficult moments would happen in our home life I would reorganize my furniture 
That's so great. <laughs> and now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, there was just this powerful connection for me between physical space and what had happened in that, in that environment. And it was like, I needed to break my association with what was so that I could reset the stage for what I wanted to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And I needed to create the stage from which I wanted to tell my story, my way. And then that's what led me to become an interior designer. And then which the fusion, is yeah. so impactful that you just said that. I want to, I just glossed over yeah. so much amazingness. Okay. The Let's first part, the, yeah, the first part that I want to talk about is you said, because I think so many people put out there like, well, I don't have, I don't have access to this, or I don't have contact with that, or I can't, you know, I'm, I don't live in that area, or I don't have enough money to be able to do this. And you were willing to get the inspiration, feel the connection, have access to the books. Yeah. to what was written in those books and yeah. have that be an inspiration to you. And I really want the listeners to hear that, you know, when you really are feeling like life is just beating you up, rolling you over, you know, there is that ability to find an outlet. Yeah. And as you said, yours was a book today. It could be, you know, podcasts, it could be, it yeah. could be, you know, the writings, it could be following, you know, somebody and hearing their inspirational stories. Yes. I, I, that it's so important what you said, because one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast so much and talk about people's journeys to talk about their own relaunches is to really hear how they made it through such tough, tough relaunches of their lives, tough, like transitions that are so just life altering and yes. how they transform. And so I have to say, you are such a beautiful example of exactly why I want to do this. There is a question I want to ask you yeah. is that, and I, I ask this, I ask this not often, but you know, I definitely do usually after the show, I'm going to throw it out there with all that you've already shared with us, would you go back and change anything at this point? No, no. That's always what I no. hear. Help no. me understand. Cause people might be like, yeah. what? You would still want to be, you know, raped no. when you I were three. I wouldn't want to be, but I would allow it. Mm. Right. It's not about a wanting, right. It's not you want or you don't want, right. Because life is never this or that. Right. It's, it's, it's not all or nothing. There's a whole lot of gray area in between there. And I wouldn't say that I would want to be raped. Right. But I go back and I understand when I'm in people's homes, that's their life. Our life is reflected. Our beliefs about ourselves are reflected in our homes. Right. So I walk into people's homes, whether they, you know, whether we're, we're, you know, renovating or designing a brand new, like renovate addition, like right now I'm working on a $2 million addition to a, to a, to a house. It's, it's a 6,000 square foot, one bedroom addition, or, or we're, or we're talking about somebody who we're just working on one room, right? When I walk into their front door, that's their home. That's their safety. That's their peace. Right. And I know how precious that is, especially when you don't have it. 
And so to know that for my clients to know that I don't, it doesn't matter what your story is. Your story is safe with me and there's no judgment here. And we're going to, we're going to create your home as a vision board for your life, whatever that next level is for you, that, that next stage, whatever that is, that's what, that's what we're creating. The stage from which you're going to tell the next chapter of the story of your life and your story is safe with me. Right. I know that that's true. That's incredible that you are literally going in there and helping them create their stage, no matter what, no matter what. Right. Because, and, and they know that their story is safe with me because I think people intrinsically can tell it's not like they necessarily know my story before I walk into their front door. I mean, now people do because it's like available. I've written about it in different interviews, right? Um, not in its entirety, but at least in part. So it, it, it'll get to the place where, per, where perhaps more and more clients will know my story. But many of my clients, they didn't know a thing about me personally necessarily before I walked into their front door, but they can tell that they're safe with me, right? They can feel it. They know it. There's no judgment here. And so when you're helping people to change their life, whatever that means, right? Whatever up-leveling for them means, whatever that relaunches for them, right? Whether they're coming from a place of trauma or a place of success, it's still their home. It's still something that needs to be honored and cared for. And, and I understand that in a way that I think, you know, I, I wouldn't want to change any part of that. I don't want to change any part of that. My, my ability to, to truly and authentically connect with people and their story and to understand what it is to be human. So Shana, you talk about life design and now I think everyone's like the, 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 the bell's going off, right? We understand that your passion is around design, interior design, but talk to me about life design. Cause I think that you have, I mean, just that is, that's powerful. Yeah. Creating your life design. Yeah. It starts with And again, this doesn't apply to every client. Some clients I'm going in and we're just designing their home really beautifully. And it's really simple. And and they already are clear on the story they want their life to tell. And other people, they're not so clear. And perhaps they're a little stuck. And and maybe they're not using that language, right? But they're like, this is my life. And I don't know that it's going to change. I don't know how to change it. I don't know if I want to change it. And they haven't necessarily found the language around understanding that our life is a series of choices, right? That small choices that are stacked on top of each other, the clothing we wear, the scent in our home, right? So here's a thing that a lot of people don't know is that scent is our strongest connection to memory and to emotion and triggering emotion, right? And so with one particular smell, like think about your grandma's house, right? One particular smell, even thinking about it triggers a whole wave of emotion and memory about your grandma's house, right? So when we can associate specific smells with our home, with with a particular room in our home, even the place that we meditate, we can, we can with scent start to create memories of a space of the, of a feeling of, and start to trigger that for ourselves at different moments in our life, right? And so we can start to bring ourselves back to a place of, okay, oh my gosh, orange blossom. Okay, I smell that. I'm gonna breathe deep and I'm going to, and I'm going to know that I am cared for, that I am safe or lavender. I know I am, I'm, this is a moment for me to relax, to take a deep breath, right? Like we can trigger different things. And by, by understanding that our, our life is meant to be a multi-sensory experience. 
And it's all a series of choices for us to make. And we don't necessarily make them so consciously because we're bombarded with information all day long and we're so exhausted. So by deciding the story that by sitting down with clients and kind of creating and getting them to give language to the story they want their life to tell, now we can design your home or your office or your restaurant or whatever it is to reflect that story. And now we can start to build on that story through all of all of our senses, right? And even create a spiritual aspect, create that energy that we want that space to possess and really feel into our life with all of our senses and, and be really, really intentional about it. Shana, that was powerful in the sense that most of us are looking at the space. Mm-hmm. We're looking and seeing. We're not thinking about like, the smell of it. And you've hit on something. Even when you said that, I I immediately went back to my grandma's, my um, dad's mom's house. And we would go in there and she was a, um, she was a concert pianist and there was this piano, but there always was this smell And it was like, and I hate to say it now that I think about it, it was kind of like a smell of mothballs because, you know, in those days, they always remember the stinky smells or what actually connects to us the most. Yeah. And it was like, you know how they covered furniture and they, you know, we want to keep it nice. And so the mothballs in the closets and, you know, we don't want any moths to eat our clothes. And so that just came back to me. And then I thought, well, wait a second, my mom passed away a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. What would the smell of my mom be? And I started to think about it. And every time I smell a pecan pie, Mm. I think about my mom and it does, it creates. And so then I started thinking people walk into my office and I have a diffuser and I put, depending on what mood I'm in in the morning, I put oils in there and it invigorates me. I actually come into my office and, and it now has a certain smell to it. I love the idea of, that you're sharing with people. It's something I do, but I didn't even know. You didn't I, even know. Exactly. I didn't even know it. And I love yeah. that it's as, as important. You go to uh, the Gramercy Hotel in New York. Yes. And it tailored custom smell that they filter into the HVAC system. It smells absolutely Amazing. incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that is just yeah. like, if I could just yeah. have that in my whole house, I would love it. It just smells yeah. so yeah. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I love that you do that. So going back to life design, yeah, I want you to, when people are starting to think about their, cause you, you are currently doing interior design. Is this everywhere? Is this yeah. locally? Is yeah. what do you Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm on the East coast and I work with clients in, I've worked with clients in California, in Texas, in Florida, all over the place. I can work with clients virtually. I prefer to work in person, but sometimes it just works out to do it virtually. Um, so yeah, I work with clients all over the country, all over the world. And, you know, for life design, that doesn't necessarily have to be done in person, right? Again, I'm my love language is quality time. So I love being face-to-face with someone, right? It's like my jam. It's my favorite thing. I love being just elbow deep in the moment, mm. um, but that's not always possible. So sometimes it needs to be done via Zoom, but to be able to like life design work that can be done mostly virtually. 
Uh, again, like, although I prefer to do it in person, but interior design, again, that some of that can be done virtually. Some of it can be done in person. And so, yeah, we're working with clients all around the country, all around the world, and really just bringing this understanding of like, how can we be more intentional about our lives? How can we design our lives? And how can we give language to the story that we want our life to tell, you know, and, and again, that can be done. We could be flexible. We do it. We figure it out, right? Each project is different and we just figure out what's going to work. What's that blend of in-person and virtual. You know, what I also think is super important is uh, we recently moved from California house mm. I had for 25 years. Oh, that's it a was, big move. It was yeah. a big, and I built, Ooh. The, house. built Ooh, the house too. That's an even bigger move. <laughs> so we came to Colorado and it was interesting. I decided to not really use any, well, maybe, maybe 25%. I shouldn't say, mm-hmm. but I really wanted this fresh canvas. I wanted yeah. a new approach. I wanted it to be reflective of me now. now. Yes. Not of who I was when I was, you know, 27 years old. Yes. And, you know. So yeah. I'm now, I, I enter the space and it's so reflective of me. So how do you how do you help people right now start with, you know, I'm not, let's just say I'm not moving right now. I'm in my house. I've got some things. I've got, you know, furniture that we've had for a long time. I've got things that I, I don't want to get rid of, but I want to update my mm. space to make it more of who I am now. Yeah. What do you suggest? Um what we typically do is kind of look at and like talk through each and every piece, right? Like each of the pieces that's in someone's home, I, we, we are going to look at all of it, right? Whether again, whether we're doing it via Zoom or we're doing it in real life, it's easier in real life, but it can be done pretty easily on Zoom. Um, it's just a matter of like negotiating the camera back and forth on your phone, but we're, we're looking at each piece and we're talking about it, right? First, we've got to understand what is this new chapter? What do you want it to be? What's the goal of it, right? Where are we going with it? Or where do you want it to go? I don't want to know every single detail. I just want to know what, what's, what's the end goal here, right? And, and so then we get to say, okay, does this piece fit in with that goal? Does this piece fit in with that goal? Okay, so this one we're going to sell. This one we're going to keep. This one we might paint right? And we're going to reorganize the furniture. We're going to reset that stage. We're going to reset to act two, right? Um, Think about in a play and there's multiple different acts, different portions of that set might remain, but large portions are going to be changed out. And, And we can do the same thing in our homes. We can keep pieces that really are meaningful and stick with us and reflect who we are at our core, no matter what age we are, or at least for the moment, right? They still appeal to us. And then we can, we can bring in some new and fresh things, or we can add a coat of paint or some new hardware, um, or, or reupholster something, um, get a couple of new throw pillows. Uh, you know, uh, it's all about what does it look like to give it new life? We don't necessarily have to get rid of everything, but maybe we do. Or maybe it's a blend and we don't know what that blend is until we figure it out. And in one room, we might keep all of your existing stuff. And in the next room, we might get all new stuff, right? It just depends on what is the purpose of that space? What is it we need to accomplish? You know, I I say this to people pretty often. There are no rules in your house. There are laws, right? But there are no rules. 
There are no rules. So what that, that room that people call a dining room or a, that room that people call a living room or whatever it is, whatever that best room in the house is, right? Gets the best light, gets the best breezes. That should be the room that we set up to do the thing we spend the most time doing besides sleeping, right? Because that's, we do the most yes, sleeping. Yes, yes. <laughs> right? And, so and if, another thing I'm going to add is yeah. when people come into my house, I I live in a contemporary mountain house, okay? Mm-hmm. Boulder, Colorado. But yes. here's the thing. In my house, you don't see in every single room that it is contemporary mountain furniture. What mm-hmm. I've done is my my past house was definitely antique. I, I loved just the old and bringing it in. But now I've mixed old, new. Yes. It's so... Yes. And there's it's a way me. to do that. Yeah. And there's a way it to reflects, do that. It reflects yeah. myself. It reflects yeah. my husband E. It's us. So people will yes. come in the house and they'll be like, I never would have thought those two things would we'll go, to go together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and there's a way to, to find the, the way that things connect, right? It's just like people. Two things, two people may look like they have nothing in common but there's always something, there's always some way to connect them. Right. And so, and so it's a matter of finding the way that things are meant to connect and how they're meant to connect and, and finding that beautiful blend of things. It can be done just a matter of really being intentional about it and, and finding that thing that connects everything together and really making it blend well. I also think you can, you know, sometimes it's fun to throw in a trendy piece. I really, you know, I have these big, gigantic, furry pillows on my bed. I love them. I love them. It kind of has like a throwback to the seventies and people are like, are those still, are those still in? I'm like, are you brushing that? How do you wash it? Yeah. Yeah, It looks like a big opaca, you know, one of those things. Um, But anyway, so I, I do like that, but as we, as we, and I could talk to you all day, I think fabulous, but as we're wrapping up here, I do want to ask you this because I'm sure everyone's like, Hillary, ask the question, ask the question, ask the question. And the question is this, although it is morphing everyone. So don't, don't be upset, but I'm starting to ask, what is the favorite product that you like to recommend? I used to just do beauty products. Now Mm -hmm. I'm doing favorite products. And what would that be to you right now? For me, I'm going to answer this a little slightly differently. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily one particular product as much as I would say a, a behavior around a product, right? And what I want to say is that I think it's really important that we teach our young people to moisturize from the time that they're young, right? Yes. Simple moisturizer. I've, you know, I, for those of you who are watching, I'm 37. She looks like wrinkles, she's 21. She right? looks like she's 21. <laughs> I don't have any wrinkles. Oh. I've never had any plastic surgery, no fillers, no Botox, no nothing. I look okay? like I could be her grandmother. Oh, please. You do not. You are stunning. Um, trust me, trust stunning. me. Look at the video. She looks great. <laughs> so, 
So I started moisturizing, teaching myself to moisturize when I was 12, right? And, and because of that, I was able to prevent the wrinkles from happening. Hear that? We prevented the wrinkles from happening. So then we don't have to correct the wrinkles, right? So if we're using sunscreen and we're moisturizing, washing our face in the morning, you know, wash, we're washing our face at night and rinsing it up in the morning and applying a moisturizer twice a day, then the wrinkles don't come. They stay off way longer. So my recommendation is just simple moisturizer. It doesn't have to be expensive or complicated, just moisturizing routine. That's my, that's my tip. So I was doing the opposite. I was putting, was it, uh, what was that zit cream all over my face? <laughs> dry, the, dry the heck out of it because, you know, I didn't want to wake up with a zit in the mm. morning. So I just figured let's just dry the heck out of the skin and then you won't get yeah. any. I mean, mm. so I love I mean, that. that was I, a thing back in the day. Noxzema oh my God. What was not, yeah, but it wasn't just noxema. <laughs> it was, what was that stuff? And then you could get it tinted and you could put, you know, and I just thought, well, if you just put it on one, why not just put it all over your face? <laughs> So I'd wake up in my face. I'd already look like I'm like 30. And I'm yeah. Like, well, know. I mean, they make stuff for that now. Um, good jeans. Are you familiar with Sunday Riley's products? Good no. jeans. So good jeans. Oh, Sunday uh, Riley. I've heard yeah, of Sunday yeah. Riley. Yeah. So good jeans is brilliant. It's a salicylic acid that you can just put on any blemishes and they're like gone in the morning. It's like, so that is for our period pimples, ladies. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. I have one on my cheek and I just used a little bit of it tonight. So I'm going to wake up in the morning. It's going to be gone. It's That's a good amazing. one. So we might have to, we'll, we'll put a couple of these, like, you know, let's make sure we're doing this. Make sure what is your favorite moisturizer right now? Oh, okay. So I use fresh. I love fresh is, yep. um, the, uh, green, no, it's not green tea. It's black tea, the night, like, I forget the exact name we'll of it, but every, it everyone knows it's the brown, it's the brown container from fresh. Um, I love that. And then I use, um, Dr. Oleg's, um, the vitamin C, the like vitamin C Oleg, it's a, it's a really long last name. I well, don't we're going to put all of these in the show notes. Yeah. We got it. We got, show notes. we got everyone covered out there. It's a vitamin C treatment or like just a light daily, like vitamin C, um, uh, moisturizer and it's, and it's, I have eczema, so I have to keep it really light during the day because when I sweat, it'll start to be an issue. So I just use a nice, like light vitamin C treat, you know, um, moisturizer in the morning. And I keep it like really moisturized with the deep, the fresh black tea to really seal in all the moisture overnight. <laughs> well, I love that because let me tell you in Boulder, it is as dry oh, it's as dry. dry. I literally have my humidifier next mm -hmm. to my bed, like blowing in my face while I yes. sleep. Just oh, I, I do the same thing. And I'm on the East coast, like, especially in the winter with the heat blowing, oh. I keep it on. I keep, I keep my humidifier on and I'll wake up in the morning. I'm like, Oh, thank God I did that. Otherwise you wake up and you're like, I have no lip skin anymore. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. So true. <laughs> All right. Well, Sheena, how can people get in touch with you? Where, where yeah. do you want them to find you so that they can yeah. do life design if yeah. they have an interior design project, yeah. where do they find you? Yeah. So on my website, it is consonate.world. Again, that's going to be in the show notes um, because consonate is a real word, but it's a defunct word. Uh, so people won't necessarily familiar with it. My contact information is in there. Um, and then previous projects we've been working on. My information as a speaker is in there. All the good stuff is in there. My, my, my life story is in there. So it's, it's a really great place just to connect, get connected with who we are as a company and then who I am as a person and, and reach out. 
And who you are as a person is just incredible. So what a pleasure it's been for me this uh, last 30, 40 minutes. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you again for being on the show. And I look forward to continuing our friendship and see where, see where we can take this next journey. So thank you again. And everyone check out the show notes. There's a lot of goodness there too. And we will see you next time on the Silver Line Relaunch. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.